Diamonds are forever like family and loyalty Or real rap songs like cream or my melody Diamonds are forever like my infinite thought Like respect in the hood that can't be bought Diamonds are forever like family and loyalty Or real rap songs like cream or my melody Diamonds are forever like my infinite thought Like respect in the hood that can't be bought Word up, diamonds, diamonds Like a freshly cut Diamonds are forever like friends that'll kill for you Went up in a jewelry store, burglary, steal for you Bill with you, split the diamond into ice blue Twice you try to disrespect our kinship, I don't like you And now you axed out the fam But I'm cashing checks with Premier on this jam Robin Leach, interviews on the beats When we shake hands, nothing but ice on the reach And I teach, like the rap Reverend Ike Without the perm, I preach There's more you need to learn, I return for my streets Gaining my wealth, training myself For corny comfort with haters who be playing themselves Diamonds, I like my world of rap Your rhyming, it's like a world of crap And a diamond, is like a fly-ass girl that's trapped And you can't be that with a bat Diamonds are forever like family and loyalty Or real rap songs like cream or my melody Diamonds are forever like my infinite thought Like respect in the hood that can't be bought Diamonds are forever like family and loyalty Or real rap songs like cream or my melody Diamonds are forever like my infinite thought Like respect in the hood that can't be bought Word up, diamonds 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 Yeah Pick up the pen, write down the sins, cleanse, lay this shit down, play it for friends, make a few M's, then do it again. J. Cole, who'd have thought you would have been? Rhyming with ghosts, guru flows forever like a diamond and most. Could never afford the precious shoes, that's precisely why I'm blessing you. With clear cut messages, I'm destined to invest in urban sections where depression rules. I hope to heal the destitute before I leave this vestibule. Between the heavens and the seven circles where some dead homies may be rest, I plan to resurrect a few. I press the truth against the neck of devils. Look at the youth just like a precious pebble. Meant to be protected, mentally we let this Poison a western philosophy, make us sloppy We forgot we are the chosen From hip-hop to astronomy, they copy what we showed them Niggas be talking slick, but only try me over modems In person they starstruck, they hearts flutter I'm like the realest one you ever met If you don't feel this one, give it a sec Go live a little, let the years pass Experience pain, watch the tears crash Onto the floor, hurt brings wisdom Wisdom brings a whole nother sort of understanding Diamonds only worth what we demand it uh, uh. Niggas paying top dollar Once upon a time I paid a hundred for mine Now I'm a lot smarter Diamonds are forever like family and loyalty Or real rap songs like cream or my melody Diamonds are forever like my infinite thought Like respect in the Good evening ladies and gentlemen And welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast I'm your host Neil Richter Along with my partner in podcasting Sitting to my right, E-Man Bates The P.I.P., that is me And we are back with episode 53 Yeah, hey. yeah it is episode 53 I guess technically it could be like 55 though Since we did like two on Saturday as well live But Yeah, we had a long week <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that in a minute I'm kicking it over to you to introduce our special guest tonight Alright, so uh, Actually a, technically a podcast alumni to my right we got ben green over from representing sabbatical bob this time but he, he last time he was on the show we were representing speak mahogany speak mahogany shout out they to live performance the, the one and only live performance we've had that so was far. dope so but we do cool. have a we do have a bob we do have a beats and brews newcomer though yes sir Neil, would you like to introduce that one well i'll 
I, I haven't even met you before, so I'll let you introduce yourself. I know it's there we go. B- uh, David Ward actually is his name. That's, that's me, <laughs> <laughs> Young Sensei or yes. Sensei. What's up? What's up? <laughs> yep, I'm the drummer for Sabbatical Bob. We started a band together, so I'm happy to be here. Thank y'all for having yeah, us. Thank you so much for, for bringing us out here. Absolutely. I'm glad you guys could be here, man, because. First of all, I was curious where that we had booked you from because E-Man was telling me about it um, a couple nights ago when we were running down what we were going to do for the podcast. And he's like, yeah, we got Sabbatical Bob, this dope-ass like jazz fusion type of band. I'm like, oh, shit, that's nice. So I listened to the EP today while I was at work, and I was like, oh, man, now I'm real excited for this. So, um, But aside from the two of you, how many other people are in this collective that you guys got going on? Well, uh, on the record, there's six of us, uh, but now total we're at eight, eight people playing with us, full yeah. horn section, four horns, and uh, four in the rhythm section, yeah, two, guitar, bass, drums, piano. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you guys got a whole thing going there. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. And I was briefly talking to you a little bit before we recorded, and you had a pretty interesting, it was a, it was really interesting telling me about how you guys recorded it live and how most of it was like, You'd only practice the songs a couple times. Yeah. You just learned a couple of them right on the spot. So tell us, go take us through that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, so we actually got um, the opportunity to record someplace that we had played many times before. Um, there's this spot in in Ann Arbor, this uh, this house that has like been frequented for house parties and stuff, and that's where we really got our start, like playing for people, um, playing different house parties, different uh, different events there, and uh, that's where we chose to record the record. That's where we we felt like the most like. Um, positive experiences that we had in the band were there so we decided that's probably where we should record and uh yeah we had uh, a couple songs or like really the outlines of a couple songs and then uh one song like going into the week we recorded on that thursday and we learned everything in the few days before then yeah so it, was, it, was, it, was it was really it was really fun though we, it, was, it was like we set the deadline of the recording and then wrote the tunes we we're like okay we need a f- at least five tunes or however many tunes we wanted mm-hmm. and so like we had two. We had two before we set the deadline, and by the time we set the deadline and that week before, we had to like crank, crank out. out some more <laughs> tunes. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. I think you guys really made a good decision to do that live, um, especially with the big band stuff like you guys are in. I think it's it sounds so much better when it's the band is together and it's organically oh, being played. Absolutely, yeah. Like, we yeah. you can really feed off each other's energy. Energy yes. like there's there's like merit to tracking and and having everything like really clean and perfect, but like. We decided just like we need to play together, like get the whole sound of the band all at once, mm-hmm. and, and really, like just go for that because that's what we we've been playing. A lot of bands record and then and then play live shows, but we've been playing live for years before we recorded anything. Yeah. So we kind of did did things a, a little differently. And we, that's how I know it's like a lot of like the Ipsy crowd does it really like band wise. A lot of them play a lot of gigs but don't record anything. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's, like, that's exactly the way what we did. That's, that's how that's how it should be. And it was dope too because so the the place that we recorded in was where we played many shows we've had some great parties there and the people who recorded for us had also played with us in the same space so the engineers like knew the room knew how it sounded shout out jeff and joey jeff 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 brown and joey fortino they they hooked it up yep shouts shouts to them they're the homies hire them to record your stuff yeah they play in this band called eight carl we got to book them for their first show as a like math rock duo so they'd been down there plenty of times with us too so Uh they knew okay yeah Math rock. So how did you guys come like together term. originally? <laughs> All right, well, okay, so that was originally, a fun show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got hired to play this party in Ann Arbor, um, this, like, date party. Everyone's, you know, wearing suits and stuff. And so we played as a quartet, 
um, trumpet, <laughs> saxophone, bass, and drums. At a frat, it was a frat party. Okay, it was a frat <laughs> and, party. And, that and yeah, great. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> we really didn't rehearse anything at all. I don't think we rehearsed at all. No, we, we re- showed up. And yeah, we, we didn't rehearse played at all. Random like top forty covers and <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we played whatever yep, yep. for these people and. uh and then uh, somehow these people wanted us back, so we we actually put together some more stuff, played another show there. For their St. Pat, it was their yeah, St. Patty's, Patty's Day pr- show. Um, show and uh, and like from then, um, we 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 kept playing, kept playing parties, um, but hadn't really written any of our own material. And then um, last year we were, we played a show at the house that we ended up recording at, and we we wrote a bunch of our own material um, for the first time. We we were playing our original stuff, and so uh, we played there and and. Uh, Kind of kept doing the same thing until we decided we decided that we needed to record a record of all all original music. Okay. Right. I kind of you you mentioned that's how it should be when it comes down to as far as getting your stuff out there and then writing and recording. And I agree with you on that actually. Thinking about it, um, like it's kind of nice to have the fan base know your shit from coming to your live shows first and then by the time the record comes out they already know your shit you know yeah, 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 yeah. perfect your world that's how it should be <laughs> yeah, 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 for absolutely. sure yeah and for like and i guess like you don't depends on what kind of music you're making too yeah, if you're a big yeah. band that's a group of musicians that actually like that's what you do is you play music together it makes sense for stuff to go on like that obviously if you're like a hip-hop artist you don't necessarily need to do that because you can just produce and right at home and stuff like that so i don't know yeah i'm glad that you guys did it that way yeah. i mean the ep turned out great i really like it it was good for us too because like we had already played many sh- like we played two or three shows before we even wrote one tune okay and then we so or one or two tunes and one tune that we wrote was not on the record like we don't even play it anymore uh-huh. but like we played all these shows played co-op parties and little house like house parties and little like club dates and that gave us like a sense of like the people who would come to our shows and what they like dug from what we were playing and we were you know throwing our twists on top 40 tunes and shit like that uh-huh. so like when when it came time to write music like for the album like intentionally it was like we already had a sense of like what, what we, we were about and yeah. what people like you know dug and like in our like in trying the, to show them what they're gonna dig yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. i'm always curious about this question not necessarily um it's just kind of for me. I like to get to know people's music tastes and stuff. So I was kind of curious about what currently that are you either. It actually doesn't need to be something you're listening to. What is inspiring you recently to make music? Like what have you been watching, listening to? I don't know, doing outside. I don't know <laughs> stuff like that. But lettuce. Yeah, I was gonna say there's this, this <laughs> funk band lettuce, called dude. Lettuce. If you don't I'm know, off, who it is, oh, I've seen them live. They're yeah, great. Dude, if you don't so know who it is, <laughs> check out Lettuce. If you're watching this right now. Check out Lettuce. And Mono, you have a happy day. We got Mono. Mono yeah, Mono Neon, Neon yep. bass oh, player. Man. Yeah, yes. yeah. Actually, what's the, what's the because Lettuce? They actually oh, uh, Lettuce the was the what was it? Oh no, I was just saying the Dami ba- or the what's the, the Mono Dami? What's what's Mono Neon's band? Ghost Note. Ghost yes. Note. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. saw Ghost Note and Lettuce actually. Oh yeah, with the horns. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's a great show. Yeah, exactly. It was at Majestic. Not Majestic. No, that's too big. It was. I want to say. It was definitely St. Andrews. St. Andrews. Were you at that show? No, but I've seen him at St. Andrews. Okay. I feel like it was a smaller venue. Lettuce is fucking amazing live, man. I just saw him over... A bunch of white dudes playing funk. It's pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of of white dudes and one black dude with the most soulful voice ever. Fucking Nigel Hall. (laughs) He didn't used to be in the band, but I mean, he's kind of been like an honorary member of the band forever. 
crazy like cast like in the past you know mm-hmm. i play with everybody you know it's so many of those guys that bass i forget the bass player's name but i mean he's toured with so many different music and done session work with so many different yeah. musicians i think he was on tour with snoop dogg at one point in his career <laughs> Damn. Awesome. um but yeah no lettuce and nigel hall and listening to them do the cover of everybody wants to rule the world yes. was so dope <laughs> i yes. was like this is so great man so i had bad. so much fun their awesome. show was it was kind of cool. It was kind of like a party because it was one of the late night shows at Electric Forest. So they were jamming, and then Nigel started singing with them for most of the shit. But then they would bring out guests. So they brought out Mats Yahoo, and he performed with oh, them for yeah. a few tracks yeah. and like a couple other different cats throughout the performance. I'm like, damn, lettuce is the shit. Yeah, it's always such a fun party. Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely something that inspires us. We've been listening to them all the time. We, we play listen, some of their tunes. We listen to their live, like we listen to their live records. Yeah, yeah so that because, you know what I mean. Yeah, we, this we is one that we stopped it. listening to, but it's still one of the baddest records they did. Is the Jam Cruise in like 2016 oh, yeah. or something like yeah, that? Right. Jam yeah. Cruise record. Yeah, I want to go on that Jam. Dude, cruise. me too. <laughs> Sabbatical Bob Jam Cruise. Like, yeah, yeah man, that would be so somebody weird. get us a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, get us a boat. Get a boat? Yeah. I'm on a boat. Yeah, I'm on a boat. a boat. Let's sponsor our own Beats and, and, Beats and Brews Cruise. <laughs> Beats and oh, Brews Cruise. Oh, oh, Yo, that has to happen. Yeah, you can make t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me ideas. Because <laughs> I'll do it. We'll get don't the Detroit Princess involved. I mean, we'll get the whole city going. This, is, this sounds great. Make another yeah. Bobla boat. <laughs> yeah. <Another Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, actually, speaking of that, um, you just reminded me of J. Cole. I forgot to introduce the track that we started off with. If you um, haven't heard yet, that track that I started the podcast with today was DJ Premier's. Um, just decided to put out new Gangstar music recently. Yeah. So that is the first new single from what's going to be the upcoming Gangstar album with um, with vocals that are unreleased vocals from Guru, obviously, because he is past R.I.P. Guru. Mm. And then J. Cole just absolutely fucking smoked that song. Allegedly, that's <laughs> J. Cole's last feature, by the way, too. I think I don't think he really meant... I think people I interpret think so. things all kinds of messed up now because they see one thing on Twitter and they're like, he's done forever! Like, no, he just said that's my last, last feature. feature. I think that means, like, on the run of, like, he just did literally... He was on, like, every rap person's you know album he, you know he's the doing? last, like, year just and a half, do, Just years. do Kill Edward features. <laughs> yeah, <to end>. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I think, I think he's just done for a while. I think he's going to probably take a break and that's then like when, um, album, That's like when, um... That's like, kind of like when Logic said he's retiring, but it was retiring the f- young Sinatra. I wish musicians would realize that they're musicians and musicians don't retire, so stop making stupid fucking statements that you're going to retire. <laughs> no, no, you know no, 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 in that particular aspect, it wasn't he's retiring, it's he's retiring that saga. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh, the young yeah. saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But it's just kind of like Gambino where he's like, He's already even in interviews saying, oh, well, I don't know if I'm done making music. I just think I'm done with the whole Childish Gambino thing. I think everything's come to an end. I feel like people that say they're retiring is almost like a clout chase thing so they can get their streams up. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Cup Cocky. She actually announced her retirement a couple days ago. (laughs) Cup Cocky. Cup Cocky, dude. (laughs) She's ridiculous. (laughs) Cup Cocky, if you're not familiar with her, she kind of reminds me of like a more provocative version of Lizzo. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I've seen a few of those running around. Where was, there was this one that Danny Brown's obsessed she's with. Like, was just here. She's kind of like, what, what was that? Who was the Kia that made my neck? My neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's kind of like that, but Lizzo form. Okay. 
So like uh, City Girls and no, I don't know. I no, don't, no, I don't no, even know how to compare. It, it gets ratchet. It's super ratchet. Ratchet. It gets ratchet. Well, anyways, I know you guys are probably thirsty like I am. So every week on this podcast, we try a different Michigan brewed beer. Um, this will be number. 53 of different ones that we've had on this fucking podcast. Damn, so, wait, so y'all just had y'all one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah man, we yeah. did. We really did. Yeah. Snaps Last episode. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. And we uh we kicked it off with the live shit too, which was pretty cool because that was like re- literally right after it. And then we got to talk about doing like the one year thing on stage for a minute. So that was kind of And cool I got too. to play. That was fun too. That was dope. Yeah. But anyways, um, while we pour up the beers on this show, we usually um, play... The artist that came so i was wondering if there was any specific one off the album that you want us to play or if you want me to just pick it myself man i don't know did you did, did you, you listen favorite? to it you yeah to you it. listen you to it you get to pick i i originally you. already had one picked out but do it do it all right i want to hear what you which one one second probably great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little <laughs> little do it man look at these there we go just had to pull it up i, I look like that squirrel right <laughs> I like the vibe off Give Me Some of That Lovin'. So yeah. I'm going to rock with Give Me Some of That Lovin' to play off the podcast while we pour up nice. these beers. So without further ado, off their brand new live EP um, called Sabbatical Bob Live. Is it just Sabbatical Bob Live? Live in, in person. Live, live in, in person. In okay, person. it was blocked on my thing. But yeah, this is their song, Give Me Some of That Lovin'. You can catch them on any of the streaming platforms that you get your music or go Diesel. buy it on Amazon or <laughs> wait, wait, or Okay, before we play that, can we announce the beers? Yeah, I guess we could oh, probably geez. do that. We should probably do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, these are not even qu- technically out yet, but I get early access because, you know, I work at a beer company. So, word. So, coming over from actually a newcomer to the Beats and Brews uh, prethora of beers. Yeah. From Beards Brewery, we actually have two we're going to try today. So, we have the Serendipity Porter and their seasonal D's Nuts. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not sure what to expect with either one currently. Well, Porter, I'm expecting like this rich multi flavor, but these nuts, it says nutty, caramel, smooth. So I'm expecting maybe some like caramel notes to it. So we'll see what we got there. Pour some of these nuts in my glass. Yes, we do. Yes. Whoa. All right. (laughs) All right. But here's some of that music for you while we pour these up. Thank you. 
Give me some right. of that loving by our guests in the studio tonight, Sabbatical Bob. Man, beow, I love beow, that beow. shit. That is literally like some of my favorite type of music to listen to is like jazz with 
that funk fusion aspect to it where it's got a little something extra in it, you know what I mean? Mm. A, little, a little upbeat to it. Mm-hmm. That sounds great, man. And your vocals are sounding amazing, dude. Thank I'm you, really man. impressed they by They sound really good. Thank you. Yeah, don't don't sing a ton, but... We had to, infl- to. We had to, we had to convince they, they him to do it. They had to make me do it, yeah. You've almost like, got even like a little bit of a Jamiroquai quality to your voice, man. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> it's almost like, you know what I kept hearing in my head? It was like if you blended the lead singer of Pigeons playing ping pong with Jamiroquai. <laughs> That's a specific-ass blending, but I fuck with it. That's what I was getting to vibe. But no, yeah, you can really sing, man. That's awesome. I'm jealous. I wish I could sing. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a lot playing the horn too, but it's super fun. Like uh, back and forth. It's it's a fun place to be. Yeah, that's gotta be a hell of a workout, man. It's gotta be yeah, a lot of breath control. Strength. <laughs> I sweat a lot. That's the, strength. <laughs> that's the truth. I, ben I brings it. nine shirts to the gig. Nah, but I bring at least two. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, a Nine Inch Nails show or like seen Trent Reznor on stage? Like that oh, man dude. sweats like no one's business. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's like soaked by the time he's done playing. Man. So yeah, no, I get it, man. Yeah, it's hot no, up it's, there. There's no joke up there. That's that's the shit. Mm-hmm. All right, it's, so it's you guys want to get into something old, something new? Well, let's uh, see. After talk we talk about the, about the beers, beer, I guess, huh? Nah. <laughs> this is the first time I'm going to say I was not big into it. It could be because it's 100 degrees hot. This can of beer that I just it's had. not 100 degrees <laughs> hot. So it's a it's a porter. It can be drank warm first of all it might have been sitting in my car for a second uh well technically that these nuts is not it's more of a uh, a brown ale it's a brown ale yeah so i'm gonna i'll kick it off a little bit i guess so that serendipity porter i like that one better between the two personally it has like that rich like kind of like subtle chocolatey note to where you know it has like that porter like smoothness it's definitely a high carbonation very like warm like milky kind of like mouth feel mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm actually a fan of this one compared to the other one these nuts i'm not a i'm not that big of a fan of it i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you it's really? not Damn, yeah. yeah i thought you said the opposite at first <laughs> i do taste like the caramel notes to it uh for a brown ale and it definitely has like that you know like the subtle notes to where it fits all the descriptions for it but the flavor i don't know what it is it's just the smokiness of it kind of overpowers it for me mm. For me, it was the other way around. I like the D's nuts one better. Pause. Um, but no, it's good. It's it's uh, my dad drinks a lot of brown ales, so I guess that's probably why I like the taste of it better. Because he's always drinking that like Kiwanaw stuff. That's a uh, brown ale that he likes. Yeah, I mean, there's brown um, ales that are great. It's just I, I think that yeah. one's pretty well. Depending, maybe if this was cold, I'd give it another shot. But I don't know. I don't know about it being warm. So Beards needs to send a couple more cases of each. And we're we're in con- we're saying. in conflict. Right. There you go. So we got We need <laughs> probably twelve of each. More <laughs> twelve need- twelve beers a piece. Yeah. Beards, and we should be good to find yeah, out yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. good this tastes. <laughs> decisions we make after drinking twelve of them. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least for both of them. I don't know if I'm even qualified to speak on this, but both of those both of those beers are like, no, no matter what, you can drink them. On hot or cold, I'm sure it's better cold. But yeah. yeah. Warm, warm or cold, you could drink them. They're not like super bitter neither of them are super bitter mm, that's neither good. super ipa type beer certain beers like. like that like the porter porters and stouts you can actually let sit for a while that's why you have like that barrel age thing where it just ages and gets better mm. you can actually let it sit for a minute and it still tastes good yeah 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 like if you let it get like a lot some i don't know it's weird like certain beers like that taste better room temperature than mm. cold because mm. like when it's cold it i don't know if you're familiar with uh there's a place it's like a franchise restaurant it's kind of like hooters only like 
Way more provocative. Uh, Is it more provocative? Hooters? Tilted <sighs> Kilt? Tilted Kilt. No, 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 no. Take not Tilted Kilt. Take uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin yeah. Peaks. So, you know, they have that whole gimmick where they freeze the beer, like, was it 28 degrees or some shit? Or it's pretty much like freezing beer. Mm. It's the absolute worst possible gimmick you'll probably have as a beer drinker <laughs> because you have no flavor to it. Like, I had a Dirty Blonde, like, on that, like, same style. Mm. Couldn't even taste any of the, like, of the uh, flavor to it at all. Because like, it's supposed to have like that orange, like citrus, like kind of flavor oh, yeah, to yeah, it yeah. that makes it. Because it's, yeah. But yeah, the it's only not. thing you really want that cold is like shitty beers, like Budweiser. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, no, if you're drinking cores on that, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're like eight deep and you forgot, you forgot you drank them. <laughs> or like at Water's other seasonal, like the, the seasonal this past year, it's, it's discontinued now, but the Wango, which is like their, oh, uh, yeah, their, their wheat, yeah, yeah, that wheat, the wheat ale they had. It was great, mm. but I just wouldn't drink it 28 degrees. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's my beer cooling lesson today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I've uh, not been like super into one in a while. So interesting. But I know I, I did like the other one though. This brown ale one's good. So you can so add it. One out of, one out of two is good. I liked <laughs> so far. It's 50. percent That's a fail. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I mean, if it's a casino game, it's the best hot. <laughs> hey, let's I'm finish. <laughs> there you go. Here, have at it, man. All right. Any yeah. 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 A little bit. So if you guys are familiar with the show, uh, Ben, I know you are. Uh, we have this th- thing we call something old, something new. Mm. So what it is, we talk about an old album, something older than maybe like two or three years, or even could it go older, like you can go like fifty years, sixty years, could be you know one year. Uh, we talk about that, and then we talk about something new, a new release that just came out, mm. or so, it could be something new to you, baby. or new to you, yeah, something, or something like that. Yeah, Dang. like mine, like I what was what was my uh, my something new just because I never heard a band before and they've been out for like fifteen years. Oh, uh, what was uh, that? the it German was ro- the German metal band. Uh, oh yeah, Rammstein. Rammstein, <laughs> Rammstein <laughs> dude. I was so. I was That's so new. late to the party, bro. <laughs> Do asked. I was bumping. Neil knows I was like literally. I was playing gears. I was bumping that shit the whole day too. No, this one's right here. Well, I also made it aware to him that it's like a pretty popular scene in How High, where he's trying to wake. I know. He's trying to wake Method Man up. I blast. Yeah, he had the speaker like, and then he like rubbing the joint in his face. I remember that now. As soon as you said it, like, oh yeah, that was definitely the song that was playing. Yeah. So that one was new to E Man, even though it came out twenty years ago. Right. Um, bet, bet. But yeah, so I guess I'll kick it off today with something old, because um, there was a album that I think just turned 20... Oh, you had an anniversary album? Seven or Me something too. like that. Me too. But anyways, that is Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. That came out today, uh, September 24th in 1991. Please play that. So yeah, that's 28 years ago now. Holy shit. That's crazy to me. Damn. That's like, I don't know. Tribe Called Quest is like one of the main, I've, I've talked about it on here all the time, one of the main reasons that I fell in love with hip-hop, them and them and Outkast and Gangstar and all that shit. Um, they just kind of like, what it ha- had hap- happened with hip-hop before ba- or groups like Outkast and Tribe was all kind of in the same wheelhouse, and these, these guys kind of pushed the craft to a different area where they were making stuff that was really jazz-influenced and... And um, just really musical, I guess. If you would say to me, like you can't fit, the, you can't put Tribe in a box, you can't put Outkast in a box. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I went with Low End Theory today. That album is amazing. I'm always back and forth between my favorite is Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders, but mm. 
since mid, or uh, since Low End Theory is celebrating an anniversary today, today I went with Low End Theory. Yeah. So that's my something old. Word. How about you? My something old is actually an anniversary too, but we're going back to 2002 because it's 17 years old today. Okay. And it's by one of my, I, honestly and hands down, probably one of my favorite rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. And one person, like one rapper that actually got me into it, like one of my top five. Mm-hmm. Mago Tech Nine Absolute Power. Ooh. Is Seventeen years old today. Shit, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, the first. This is actually. I think my. This was. Man, it wasn't my introduction to Tech Nine. It was definitely Ever Ready was my introduction to Tech Nine as far as albums go. But mm-hmm. I had to dig back in the crates to listen to this and Angelic and stuff like that. But Tech Nine's really influential to me personally, just because he kind of broke down that door to be weird in mm-hmm. a way in hip hop. Like people, like you know, he had the spiked hair going from on the face paint, and everything like that. And people like, especially like people specifically the black community, kind of mm-hmm. pegged him as like a devil worshiper because he didn't like fit into like the baggy fucking clothes mm-hmm. era. Face paint. And shit like that yeah and you know he was kicking it with icp and shit for a while too so it was like no but technon actually broke down that door to like kind of be unique like have like that breath of fresh air in hip-hop and that's why i like him he was Uh, one of the first people ever preaching do your shit independently too yes in fact he is the number one independent rapper in the world i believe that he's been doing that shit forever and i think he has like the highest uh he actually had i think it's like the history it was like the guinness record for uh Longest tour, mm-hmm. I want to say, long or longest tour in the shortest amount of time or something like that. They hit. It was him and MGK. They were on tour together. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I forgot what the time. It was like four or five months, and they did like out of five months, they did like hundred some shows. It was some ridiculous, <laughs> some crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, not. It was him and MGK like were like co headline. I was like, okay, Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this album it had a lot of people on. Well. Had a lot of people out of Kids Calico, you know, that's definitely Tech Nine's right hand man. D twelve had a feature on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh my favorite personal track was definitely the title track Absolute Power. But I do love the music video to uh was it Amatel? <laughs> like Mama says Donatel Papa. You have to show me later today. Oh uh, yeah. And then you had the Amadeus remix. I, I'm a player. Oh, yeah. I'm a player. Yeah. Oh, I'm a player. Yeah. I'm a player. I'm a player. Is that the one that uh, the 151 Rum is on as well? No, that's Ever Ready. Was that, that was already? my introduction okay. to it, yeah. He's got D12 on that album, Yeah, too? that's what I said, yeah. <laughs> I literally just said that. I missed that one. But um, yeah, that's awesome. And another one that I almost forgot to mention, too, since we were talking about albums that came out this day. Must have been a pretty strong day uh, for hip hop releases. Well, actually, this is a different year, so I guess it wasn't. But September twenty fourth, ninety six, the Roots put out Philadelphia Half Life. Oh too. shit! Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. This is another one of my favorite <laughs> albums because Black Thought is an absolute alien. Um, but yeah. yeah, you guys got any old music you've been jamming out to? Well, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say James Brown, Down and Out, in New York City, off of the album The Big Payback. Ooh, okay. That's that's one of my one of my favorite James Brown tracks of mm. all time. It's just funky as hell. Like, you can't can't beat the hardest man, hardest working man in, in uh, show business. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's James Brown. That's same. What about you, dude? Let's see. Uh, this probably this album my dad put me onto back in the day. I was like a little ass kid. I was like <laughs> seven or eight years old, maybe six. And he put me onto this. Uh, it's called "The Preacher's Son" by Wyclef. Uh huh. Wyclef Jean. Yeah. Man, it's he put me onto it because he was making an album and he was modeling his music not not his like genre but like his album format, like song lengths and like like you know ups and downs of the album and how long it was after this album by Wyclef it was like his third studio album I think yeah um yeah that's 
that it's not very widely known at all, but it's or, like every song is like just goes really hard. I, I love when Wyclef gets to that like painful place in his voice, that That's, like that yeah. vibrato, like that, like his voice just sounds like it's like shaking and crying. Yeah, kind there's of a lot of that on that album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyclef's the shit with that. Yeah, well, yeah. there's he's got this other album that my boy, I think it's called Carnival, maybe. Uh, mm. My friend, my best friend Dan's like obsessed with it. Every t- he's got like three CDs in his car and is like. It's an old work truck, so like that's all that works. So he's either like playing this Wyclef. I gotta look that up. Wyclef, yeah. Let's see what he got. Oh, you said the Carnival? I think it's called the Carnival. It's his first studio album. Is it his very first, first his first album? solo album? Yeah. yeah. yeah Ninety seven. Yeah, he. My boy Dan. Shout out Dan Stiver. He loves that. He uh, listens to that album all the time. Wyclef's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, anyways, go over to something new. I think I had a. Maybe a couple or a few this week. Let me pull up my oh, list. I had one for sure. You had one Damn, this week? Let's see. I had something new. One and oh, a I half. did have a couple. So, <laughs> um, actually, yeah. both of mine were female artists this week. I had the, actually, a project that you, or no, it was Honey Monsoon told me about them. Never mind. I thought it was you guys. But there's this band called Ila Bamba um, that has a new album out called Entre Los Dos. Um Anna from Honey Monsoon is the one that put me on to them last time there on the podcast. That was one of the, I think that might have been her something new because it was the last time that she put out, or they had put out an album together. Mm. And um, I went home and listened to them and I was like, okay, this is the shit. Mostly in Spanish, but I I don't even care because the music's so good. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's one of them. And then Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes put out her debut solo album with uh, Jamie. Nate Smith is on drums. Oh, really? Dude. And they're touring right now. Okay. Oh, my God. That that shit is dope. She she's dude, so killing, dude. She's like unbelievably good. Like when I listen to her, I get so happy, man, because her voice is like it's unlike anything else in music right now. Like she's such a powerhouse with her mm-hmm, vocal, mm-hmm. and her guitar chops have gotten fucking awesome over the years. Like I can notice notably tell the difference in her guitar playing from like 2011, 10 when I saw them for the first time live, and I think Boys and Girls had just come out or something. Mm. And then now it's like, she's like ripping these guitar solos and shit and like not needing help from the band sometimes. Like really, really excited about her music. Um, I'm actually going to play her to outro the podcast later on. But yeah, um, yeah that's what my two something news were. Let me uh, just clear something up. I just looked it up. It was 90 shows in 99 days. 90 shows in 99 days? That's what it was. nine days off? That's what it was. That's what it was. I knew it was was something ridiculous. Yeah, 90 shows in 99 days. Although, you know what? I could do 90 shows in 90... Uh, We could probably do that. If I was machine gun Kelly... Yeah, you could, but you're only on stage for what? An hour a night? If you're machine gun Kelly, 45 minutes to a half an hour maybe? I mean, I yeah, could do that. But, but travel, around it. but travel, sound check, true. Selling yeah, merch after the shit, show, yeah. true. You know, Meeting like your greets and shit. Yeah, your yeah. show, your 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 like professional time at a show is probably about six hours. But you're also talking about a band that's like on a level where you still have to do all the shit yourself. That's Machine Gun Kelly's yeah, a fucking probably... multi-millionaire. Like, well, this was no, 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 they no, doing no, it This though. was 2012 at the time. Oh, really? Okay. This okay, was 2012. Still new then, but Tech had money. <laughs> for sure MGK was I think he just put out his that his first album at mm. that time so that's, yeah. that's that's still pretty sweet that's pretty cool 99 shows and, well, there's uh, I think it's either The Grateful Dead or um, Umphreys McGee one of them has the record for how many live shows they play but it's like an ins- it's just a stupid Umphreys number is dope. I think Umphreys might have like just taken over the reign just because I think they've had more years active now than mm. Grateful Dead did but mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know. The life of a touring band would be super difficult, I think, to do like long. I think that's why you see in 2019, you, which I'm not a fan. I, I, I want bands to stay around forever, but it, it's why you see a lot more people doing solo efforts. You know what I mean? Or just like writing it and then bring it to the band afterwards, like Tame Impalas and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. That was what I had. Um, what about you? I had one and a half something news. <laughs> yeah, one and a half. so I, I listened to one full album, which by an artist I love or a group I love, mm-hmm. and then one something new. I didn't quite finish it, but it's somebody I never heard of, and oh, I want to go back to it. Yes, yes, I just queued it up. One of my favorite bands, period. Tech, uh, fuck, uh, <laughs> it has not the name album is nine, but Blink One Eighty Two released their album nine. I was about to say Tech Nine because I just talked about Tech Nine, but there's also a nine in there. So I'm dealing with not a bunch of nines today, it looks like. <laughs> but Plink 182 released their album, like their album, uh, their second album with Matt Skiba, I might add. Nine. Uh, I'm a fan of this album straight through and through. It's a classic Blink album. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, they still sound like themselves. They're not really trying to. You know, like do anything too crazy. You know, it's, I mean, there. You know, there's stuff that's different and unique about it, obviously. But there's nothing like that's like, oh man, Blink is trying to do. You know, Blink is trying to go. You know, Blink is trying to like step out their comfort zone a little bit, which they could. Yeah. But they still keep to that classic, that sound that made people like them. I feel mm-hmm. like. Part of me is actually almost interested to hear it because I'll be honest with you, I have not listened to a new Blink One Eighty Two album. Dude, since California was the shit, bro. <laughs> But take off your pants and jacket was the last no. new Incubus. Or Incubus. California was the shit. Enema of the State was still my number one, but California was really good. I I I put this under California, but I still like this album a lot. I'm trying to think of the one that had the cat on the front of the cover. I liked that album a lot. It's from before. Is before um, the cat? Oh, Cash, Cheshire Cat. Yeah, I guess that's what it's called. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a great album too. Those are the old ones. Dude Ranch. Dude, Dude Ranch, Ranch was a classic. Too. Take off your pants and jacket. That was a good one. Those were the. F- I think Enema of the State is still my favorite one. I don't know that whole blink, but the Matt Skiba era, I would definitely put California above that. I've been seeing yeah. these guys pop up out of everywhere lately. I've seen these guys got a new album out, then I saw that um, Tom DeLonge's band was just here. Angels and Airways yeah. with Just in Town, actually. Yeah. Speaking of blink people mm-hmm. <laughs> and alien people, because that seems to be a pretty popular topic right now, too. Right. <laughs> But uh, did you say you had two or just the one? Yeah, actually, there was somebody new I checked out today, or not today, but this past week too. Oh, I meant to get to the Jack Harlow album too. I, I haven't like gotten Jack to that Harlow. yet. I've yeah, I haven't touched that one as well. I like Jack Harlow. That's a fucking white boy that can rap. That's for sure. You know, he is the most odd looking dude to me. But, but he's so he's smooth. So, he's actually so dope. <laughs> he's so smooth. <laughs> You're like, wait, you came from Louisville, Kentucky? Shout what? out to Breaking Barriers, bro. <laughs> you know Straight up. <laughs> Rap is great. not only for black people no more, man. Nope. Yo, like, I work at the Blind Pig, and we've noticed this. At hip-hop shows, the main people showing up, or, like, maybe even just, like, dance parties, you know, not, like, a local artist or nothing, like, hip-hop dance parties or hip-hop, like, themed shows, yeah. the main people showing up are, like, white people and Asian people, and they know all the words to all the songs. Yeah. And, my, and my coworkers are, like... 20 years ago, there would not be a single one of them in the club for one of these nights yep. singing any of this <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, You're also over in Ann Arbor where it's mostly white people and Asian people. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's that's true. true. That, that helps. That yeah. does help. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Shout out white people. 
<laughs> my second album, I didn't get all the way through this one, but I do. But I do appreciate what I've heard so far. Is somebody I've never heard of before? Tuv Low. Uh, Tuv Low, I know that Tuvlo. chick. Yeah, Sunshine Kitty. She's the one that's always flashing your tits out on stage. That's why. That's why I like the album. <laughs> <laughs> no, put kidding. me on, dog. No, see, her, her music is actually really good. I heard uh, the one with Doja Cat was dope. I'm, I'm a big fan of Doja Cat. Doja Cat, bitch, dope. I'm a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually can wrap her ass off, too. She had a song that you've heard before that was really popular, I mean, I want to say, like, three or four years ago. It was, I want to stay high all the time to keep you off my mind. They did, like, a million EDM remixes to it. It was, like, every fucking... I'll see if I can find it on the iPad. Um, But, yeah, uh, that was my something, my other something new. So, would you... Say that that one's worth checking out because I wouldn't mind listening yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. To- I was put in the background. I was Anything. playing some gal. Yeah. T O V E L O. Oh, it is just like that. Just, just exactly how it sounds. Yeah. That's hot. Tovlo Habits is the name of the song. I think I'm about to put this in too. You said Tovlo. Yeah. This song. T O V. It was pretty popular for a minute, and then like I think I want to say like Disclosure remixed it. Someone remixed it. So that's like the part that got remixed the most, but it's kind of like that, like anti-pop type music, like yeah. Alicia Cara, Billie Eilish type of shit. You know? Yeah, anti-pop, but it's just pop. Yeah, it's just pop. It's just pop with like darker lyrics. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like goth pop. Like, Miles like, Davis used to be pop. <laughs> that shit, that shit flows and ebbs. Oh, this is the part. Dude, it's like every show. Like it's, it's ridiculous. That's her thing. Yeah, well. <laughs> Get it how you live it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I would do plan on checking Jack Harlow. I definitely oh, want to check out Jack uh, Harlow because he's been tearing up these freestyles. He was just on Real Late with Rosenberg last night and killed it. And he was on Sway and did the Five Fingers of Death again and killed it. So shout out Jack Harlow. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that, that dude. Five, dude, that last track and every Five Fingers is always meant to break you. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only seen like two or three people like flop. My favorite <laughs> yeah, was... Yeah, no, uh, dude. It is funny, dude. Yeah. I love, I, who is it? You ever heard Oswin Benjamin? Nah. I got, killed it. Uh, yeah, you, had, you checked him out finally? Yeah. Oh, out right. of Five Fingers Dev, Oswin did 10. Yeah. 10 <laughs> fingers. Double, double he five. Did both hands, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like Sway's like, number That's one what? prospect. Wow. Yeah, Sway's been having him on there for years. It's funny, though, because like, he hasn't really like popped yet. Like, yeah, well, I guess his first album just came out, So, but Sway's God been freak. having freestyle on yeah. there for the last five years. I no, say. I, he's dope. He's yeah, absolutely he's super dope. dope. Super dope. I agree with you on that. But um, anyways, moving along. Uh, Dave, do you guys have anything new you're checking out? Yeah, so this is new to, new to me. Uh, I've I found we found this track recently called "Light Spots" by K. Granada, which you, maybe y'all have heard before. Who is slaps? Oh, it's so good. Oh man! But it also put us on to the samples. Yeah, the samples yeah. that are in it are also amazing. Equally, is that Brazilian shit. Great. Yeah, but it's. Get your samples are great. Yeah, he's really good at track? that. You heard this track, you man? No. You should put it, put it on real quick. I will. This is, it is Dude, I was trying to think because I know that name. Yo, it's it's in yes, and then the track and then I know that name. The, the sample is great. That's itself, the thing about a great sample producer. Is that one off ninety nine point nine percent? Yep. 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 That's the thing oh, about a, bus rides a great too, sample producer it? is oh, that they'll make you go look up. Yeah, I know. They'll make you go look up the track, 
and now you're put onto a whole new genre of music or a whole new artist that's fucking dope as hell. Fucking Kate The features on this album are so crazy, yeah, too. Yeah, you got everybody. Vic Mensa, Bad Bad Not Good, oh, yep. Aluna George, Gold Link, Kareem Riggins, Fonte, Jesus. Anderson Pack, Dude, it's everybody. Sid, it's everybody. Little Dragon. All right, here's a little bit of light spots while we're talking about it. There's a really dope video for this. Yeah, the robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It's like a breakdancing robot. This song's about Gosh, to get up on my chair, bro. This shit's close. It's so good. It makes like trap drums with like scat. Yeah. 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 Not scat scat, but like scat. No, not like no like like scat scat. We're yeah. talking, <laughs> talking about. Skip a beat, Yeah, bro. You should. Oh, this is so bad. We might have to put it on after yeah. the podcast. Yeah, bro. that could be another something old since we have it pulled up. K Trinata, if you haven't heard his ninety nine point nine percent album from twenty sixteen, you should definitely go do that. It's my favorite album cover. It came out in the last five years, I think. Yeah. I want this shit on a t shirt. <laughs> or you didn't like make t-shirts hoodie. with that? I don't know. They should, the though. The whole shirt should be printed that way. I want this on a t-shirt, Ooh. and I want Childish Gambino's last album cover on Awaken uh, My Love. Uh, that, oh, that, shit is, that, that would be that cool, is, too. That shit is beautiful artwork. Dude, I love we that. We gotta do some hip shit. Um, but, yeah. That's uh, Light Spots by K. Trinata. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of good something old, something news this week. Dude, that, that segment has been like become really fun we, we for us. Uh, Davey. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did. But, well, you guys were both talking about Patronata, so I forgot. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, I can, I can no, lump no, no, it in. Please, I can please, lump it in. Please, because okay, 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 I can okay. go home and listen to. Um, <laughs> damn, I just had one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mono Neon. Well, oh. I, I guess I got I got one that's just like a group that's been performing that I've seen them play, yeah. which is Domi and J.D. Beck. Uh-huh. They're fucking whatever, killing. It's whatever, a, the Fiux. It's a, whatever the Fiux. It's whatever the Fiux is their name. <laughs> it, the they're they're a duo. I gotta drums, say, drums and keys. Mono Neon might be my favorite Instagram follow. Oh, Mine, my favorite straight Instagram. up, mine too. Absolutely. Straight up. I love how he covers the two, the, the, like the, the, like the two people videos. he's been playing with. The two people he's been playing with in those videos, like the live videos. That's Dami Keys and JD Beck. JD Beck's drummer. Okay. JD Beck's a drummer. Sixteen fucking years old. Domi just turned eighteen, what? and they're the baddest fucking dude. I went to go see him play, and I met him afterwards, and they were just all like quiet and sh- like not really shy, but just kind of like. Like I got high school tomorrow. So yeah, like, well, yeah, right. They're just like they're just like all right, whatever. I asked, I asked him, I was like, what? Like I go to school, like I'm a drummer, like give me one book, you know, to like to buy, look up, and at the same time, like in unison, literally, they were both like YouTube, and I was like, dog, okay, that's dope, that's but like. Give me something. I mean, give me something to look up. Take younger, least. bro. That's that's that Gen Z shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Looked them up on Instagram. JD Beck is one, and Domi is D O M I. Yeah, that's dope, dope as fuck. But both, both very funny. The, the something new content follows. But. The something new album is uh, 
Mono Neon. Oh, fuck. What's the name of that album? Not the one he just put out, but the one I was listening to last year. I got it right here. Mono. Uh, My Feelings Be Peeling. Nice. That's a good-ass album. I like that name. One of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, I don't... Oh, should should I say it? I can say yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. Every, everybody's a goddamn nigga. That's the name. <laughs> that, Racist. Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> that's the name of the song, dude. The whole the whole album is a slap, but that's my favorite song. That's my favorite song on the whole album. And I it's like, like it. Domi, I'm pretty sure Domi, Mono, and JD Beck is like the main people playing on that, tracking on the album. It's, See, it's an amazing album. I'm glad I did kick it over to you because now I got something to go home and listen to. Yes. This is sweet. Actually, Mono. maybe I'll listen to that on my drive home. And tonight. he just put out something too. I haven't checked it out though, so it can't really be my something new, but it's new as hell. So, right on. Yeah. And he's from uh, Ghost Note is his other band, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played yeah, yeah. with everybody. He's played with so many cats. He, he, so he got picked up or put on whatever you want to say about Prince before Prince died. Jeez. Like one of those, 17? Yeah, yeah. He was like 17 years old or, or 18 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Could you imagine like if you were so good that Prince thought you were dope enough to be in his band? Dude, he, <laughs> has, an, he has an artistic manifesto. <laughs> Do you think when you're that good though, you like you just know you're the shit, so you're not like bothered by like, like you're not or at least at least struck by Prince. <laughs> on a, like, on a serious like, note, I think he's at least like liberated to know that whatever he's going for, <laughs> he got it. He got it, and he can just keep expanding on it. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah. He has a manifesto. I'm trying to find it. Okay, here it goes. Mono Neon Art Manifesto. Come on, low for me. It says. Write your own vision and read it daily. There's a bunch of points. I'm only read like the first okay. like two. Uh, oh man, it's so fucking blurry. Make your life audible daily with the mistakes, the flaws, everything. And uh, I'm just reading a few of them. Polychromatic color schemes, high visibility clothing. That's just three <laughs> of the like ten points that he has on this manifesto. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And that's super about. It's like yeah. what Mono Neon's about. You know. I like that. That's yeah. cool. I love Mono. I see E-Man over here trying to catch the Breaking Bad trailer. Yeah, we, uh... <laughs> I, I cut the trailer off, bro. I'm like, this shit oh, is showing is too much. Season? No, 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 no. It's the movie. Oh, right. It's they're the putting Jesse out the story, movie. Yeah. When, when, yeah. is, when is that coming out? October 11th. October 11th. That's too soon. <laughs> I gotta watch the whole lineage of the TV show before I watch that movie, dog. <laughs> Are you, have you started the show yet? No, I've, I've seen the whole show. Oh, okay. I just gotta re-watch it before oh, I watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I started sure watching that trailer today, and I was like, nope, they're already showing too much shit. I'm not fucking... I'm not trying to watch this shit right now. I fucking hate that shit. trailers like. They basically give you a montage on everything that's going to happen. For yeah. Fu- like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Give, give me, me, like a, little, give me, give me yeah. a teaser, like right. a little something. Horror like, movies are good at that. Yeah. Horror movies won't let you know anything. Right. They just get, make you want to show up. Or I like when they'll, uh, do, like, they'll throw, like an alternative scene in the trailer. Like, it'll be like a joke that's in a comedy movie that doesn't even end up being in the I'm going to disagree with you on a horror movie thing just because of my recent experience with It Chapter 2. Okay, talk to me. The What would have been the biggest scare in the whole movie was in the trailer, okay. and it pissed me off. I didn't see that then. It, if it wasn't in the trailer, that would have been the whole scary part of the whole movie. Like when the when the trailer where she was with the old lady. Okay, yep, yep, yep. That yep, would have yep. been the scariest part in the whole movie. <laughs> Damn, because I haven't seen yeah. the movie, but I saw okay. the trailer, so. I think I'm going to wait till that's it lame. comes out on... Yo, it's, it's good yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say Amazon Fire Stick. Amazon Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, break that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, 
I just realized because I'm moving like I've still got some of my stuff in my old house that I'm moving into here, and I'm like, oh shit, I've got like three boxes of DVDs in my old basement <laughs> that I got to move over. I'm like, do I even want to bother moving these shits? Or, like, give them to me, dog. I'll take. <laughs> I'm probably gonna need them in case the apocalypse happens, <laughs> like eventually. So like, I'm or to watch some, or ignore that, or uh, what do you call it? Like the internet goes down or some shit. True. Oh, true. I just keep it just. That's case. true. Yeah, Blackout. that's true too. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Uh, it's just funny. Like I spent like when I was like. Early high school, probably late middle school, I was obsessed with buying CDs and DVDs. I was like, my collections are going to be the fucking best. Mm -hmm. And then how quickly those things became obsolete. Right. <laughs> when my collections became huge. I'm like, I got 2,000 CDs. I, I, I it's like, I got your collection plus a billion on my phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I get literally exactly. anything I ever wanted. Right, ever. Right. <laughs> Although I was just telling E-Man, though, shout out to People's Records um, over in Eastern Market. Um, they're like a mile and a half away from our new crib, and I walked over there the other day, and I got nine record, nine vinyl albums for fourteen dollars. So that's a slap. That was a really awesome. Speaking of <laughs> vinyls, did you hear that uh, vinyls are actually on track to outsell CDs they for are. the first time in thirty yes, years? I yeah, they that. are. I heard that. That doesn't surprise that's me. Awesome, that doesn't surprise me because honestly, if you if you, so down. for me, my here's my thing on buying it. albums. Right. If you really like the music that you're listening to like you really love that shit you should buy it in some way have a physical form. physical right. I mean, copy you want them to it. keep making music right, right. so you like right. buy that music yeah. and then i think the reason that vinyls are doing that for now is because it's more of like a piece of art for people you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they can already have it you on their like phone in the click of thing, a button yeah. but now they got this picture and they can open up the liner notes and right. read the lyrics and shit and right. sometimes there's stickers or something in there but that's the like, thing people don't realize that Playing shows and selling music online or like streaming is not how bands make their money anymore. No. They make their money off merch mm -hmm. and tours. And tours. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Bands have to be selling t shirts, yep. stickers, buttons, posters, all the above. And they have to be going from city to city to city, market to market oh, to market, dang, playing their shit. Speaking of that, hey man, I know you always got your computer out. So we brought you. Of course. Brand new hot off the oh, presses. Oh shit! Yes. A sabbatical oh, box shit. Oh shit! Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's the first sticker. <laughs> the first I don't even stickers. have room on this, so that's when you start do. lapping them over. Bro. Nah, bro, it's going. You gonna right put it right there? there? Oh, oh that's right a there. that's a blessing. Right <laughs> that's an honor. Right that's an honor, you man. It's a perfect spot too. Like, yep. yeah, I love yeah. a sticker. I'm not gonna lie, I love a sticker. I don't know why. It's something so simple. We got some in the car. We'll get you. We'll get you. Awesome. We out. We're out. Did you? You didn't re up, did you? Well, what? We went to some house party the other day, and we saw that it was packed like fucking 150 people. So yeah. we, bought, we grabbed all our stickers, all our posters, <laughs> everything we could find. We just started hitting them out, like, "Yo, check out the band! Check out the band!" All these drunk mother. We nobody's nobody remembers that we told them that shit. Everybody was drunk as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> my boy Sebs just got a new line of stickers out. Actually, shout out Sebs. He just killed it. By the way, opening up for Nightmares on Wax at Deluxe Flux last week. And did a really good job, so shout out to him. But he's got a, li a line of new merch out, and his stage name is Jaws That Bite. And I put one of his stickers on my lamp at home, and I sent him a little video of it, and I was like, Jaws That Light? <laughs> <laughs> he's Poor like, that's eight. fucking hilarious. I knew he would find that dad joke shit funny like yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, so the Emmys were on last night, by the way. Mm. I actually did watch some of it, and I kind of enjoyed it, dude. I'm not going to lie. Did you hear that this was actually the lowest rated Emmys in history, as far this as rating one, goes? It's always going to get lower. Who yeah. was the host? They didn't uh, have a host. No, it was the no. first time in history they didn't have a host. Wow. Yeah. They, had, um, they had like a couple comedians and like SNL writers and shit just kind of like 
not on camera, just off in the back. You could hear them. Like, they would just make jokes about whoever was coming up on stage and shit like that. Yeah. I don't even know who it was. Like, they didn't even, I don't even think they announced it. I ended up watching, like, a bunch of, I just watched Monday Night Football. But, yeah, it sunk to 6.9 million viewers, which is a 33% decrease in last year. Wow, it's because they're trash, dude. It's it's all right. So <laughs> the, worst of, the Game of Thrones should have not won that much shit. Oh yeah, like, no, that's for one. For one, they give for one they give the same awards to the same people year season. in year out. Like, which makes no sense to me. Like, there's no way you can tell me this final season of Game of Thrones was better than the current season of Better Call Saul or Ozark. Better Call Not Saul a chance. is a good-ass show. Um, Better Call Saul killed it. And Be- Bob Odenkirk should have won Jason, for Best Actor, too, I Jason think. Jason Bateman? Bateman won. Yeah, I guess Bateman's awesome, Dude, too. Jason but Bateman's I think, dope. I think, oh, yeah. I don't think anyone. I think Jonathan Ebanks from Better Call Saul. And, um, Who else was nominated in that category? I'm not sure. All of them. I, I know it was him, Peter Dinklage. It was just like Peter them Dink- two and all the Game of Thrones guys, okay. <laughs> basically. And that's what it was for the females, too. It was like every female cast member from Game of Thrones and then like... Couple people for some shows I never fucking heard of before, Mrs. Maisel or Mag. I don't, I don't know. So a couple shows I'd never heard of, but um, Allison Williams had won for something, and she gave a pretty good speech last night. That was probably like the only I saw real the, takeaway that I thought was pretty cool. About I saw it. from the guy from the uh, well, what was the Netflix show when they see us? Oh yeah, he won. Yeah. That. Um, what is his name? He's only like twenty years old. I know yeah. he's like uh, he went to some kind of performing arts school in uh, Brooklyn. I actually, well, I never finished it. I didn't finish it because it was, it was, like, it was no, so mad no, it pissed watch. me off. Like literally, <laughs> I watched the first episode and it pissed me off so much. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> You're like, I'm, yeah. I'm out. Are you guys familiar with the one, one that uh, documentary when they see us? It's not really documentary; it's a biopic. So it's about the uh, Central Park Five. Like, yeah, no, guys, no, yeah. dude, I watched. It's like a series, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. a series, yeah. yeah. I only watched yeah. the first two episodes. So, so yeah, they they were falsely accused. What was it? A murder? They were falsely accused of a rape. Rape. That's in Central Park. Yep. And they they'll fucking uh. The the lead prosecutor was very adamant on like this shit's happening too much in New York, blah blah blah, or whatever whatever she was really adamant on and was like, Go after whoever you can go after. And they created this long list of uh people that were there pretty pe- much. People that were there or people that were suspects arbitrarily or mm-hmm. based on different random facts about people and it was, pr- it was pretty much profile. I mean, yeah, it was super it was exactly that's exactly what they it was. They were also interviewing and they were um like witness or interviewing these minors without a parent present the, they were or keeping without them the parent with and then they were like manipulating them to like days. get I mean, a conviction little, out of them too was, and these are little kids that are scared shitless they're, yeah they're like 14 or 15 faces, you know what I mean? the like, one dude who got it the worst like at least from what i saw in the dot in like the biopic in the first episode right the kid who got the worst like sentence didn't like went away by himself got to talk to nobody he was he was admittedly not on a list. Mm-hmm. Like the cops were like, he's not on the list, but his friend was on the list and his friend was younger than him. And his mom, he was, he pretty much said something like, like, if I don't go with him, like, can I go with him? And the cop was like, you're not on the list. He's like, well, his mom would be really like upset with me if I didn't like go with him or try to take care of him. You know, like I'm kind of his like guardian. I saw so that. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? And so part, yeah. he wasn't even on the list and he went with them and he ended up being one of the five that gets fucking yep. convicted. You yep. know what I mean? He's not, didn't do shit. Wasn't even on a list. Admittedly. Right. That's the fucked up part. They said, you, we don't need you. And they knew that it wasn't them that did it too, but they were so hell bent on making the prosecution stick at that point. Like right. they were all, all they were concerned about was making a case for themselves right like making their own careers further. right so like that shit's super crazy and going along with what the prosecutor was like we need to like do something about this like this shit happens too much blah 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 but just to 
to convict whoever just to pr- just to just say to, to prove that you're doing something about it. Yeah. Like, man. Somebody yeah. got thrown in a bus. That's how there, I saw it. There was yeah. another great series that was like the actual documentary series uh, called Paradise Lost. There's actually three parts of them about the West Memphis Three. That took place. That's like the same kind of story. It took place in like the early 90s in like this hick town where like, you know, these they picked these three kids to gang up on that are basically just kind of like halfwits you know what i mean this one kid literally had like the iq of someone mentally challenged you know mm. and they picked these kids basically because they were like metallica like goth kids and like pinned this murder of these three like this not only murder but like rapes of these three eight-year-old boys on these kids they mm. were in jail for almost 20 years jesus Christ. before they got let out yeah wow. they were like i think they were 18 19 and 20 when they went into jail and they all got out in their like late 30s and 40s God damn! I mean, by that time you're institutionalized, so you all you know is prison. Which and is you get out, out and yeah, there's so many sides to how fucked up that is. That documentary is super interesting though because they not only does it cover them, it goes into like investigating who they actually think did it, and they start talking to some of the like start giving you information on some of these kids, like the eight year olds that were killed, their stepfathers, and you're like start to kind of lean the other way, and like they're like. One of them hasn't been like seen in a while. Like, uh, like he just kind of like went ghost after the documentaries came wow. out and shit. Like, mm. so yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that came out from it. Yeah. I think like even like um, who was it? Eddie Vedder and like the Dixie Chicks and Marilyn Manson. Like all people were like supporting him and like paying like money to his commissary, like or to their commissary while they were in there and shit. Like, wow. I think one of them even had like us. One of those three that I just mentioned wrote a song about them, I feel like. It might have been Eddie Vedder, I want to say. That would make sense. Eddie Vedder would definitely do that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Is there anything else, any other topics you boys wanted to cover before I wrap it with um, This Day in Music? Let's see. You know, I mean, can can we plug a few things? Absolutely, plug sure. as many things as you want. Absolutely. We've yeah, got. I mean, this pause. is gonna, this is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably gonna come out in a week or two or whatever. But yeah, you know, we've got shows coming up. So if you follow the Facebook page, Sabbatical Bob, we're always posting, keeping you updated. We'll have merch, more merch coming out. Uh, we're gonna put out a record in February 2020. Uh, we keep it keep it moving. Uh, keep playing with a lot of uh, local artists and some like you know Midwest or more extended artists. We're just trying to get this thing going, man. Yeah, so, like, yeah we're playing. We're headlining the Blind Pig this Friday. What? So come out, yeah. come check it. Wait, hold on. Are you guys playing? <sighs> Ki Five. We're playing Ki Five, Mirror Monster, Beanstalk, Bean, Beans, Riley Bean. I think uh, yeah. from from uh, yeah. with thickness, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Go to that. I don't have to work on Saturday. Yeah, so you should. You should. Oh, it's Friday, Friday. No, no. Okay, oh, this is in Indiana. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah, this is the real yeah, one though. Come, this come. is the real one though. Uh, October? No, no. November twenty second. Yeah, November twenty second. Ziggy's. Ziggy's. Ooh. Bad show. Ooh. Our first headline at Ziggy's. That's gonna be a good one. Full sets. Awesome view with that venue. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Shout out Ziggy's, man. Ipsy's living room. I guess what they're calling that. He's the man. That's the man. Dave's. It's, it's great. That's a beautiful Check room. Check out Ziggy's. Go drink there. Tip that, your bartender. That's a beautiful room. A They're place. like putting on local artists. They're showing you know respect and love. Like the, I agree. The thing about the thing about Ziggy's is that they treat the club and the club plus the artist as like a partnership, which is how it should be. Yeah. Instead of just like we're a club, we're gonna make money off of you if we can. Like Ziggy's is like we want to make sure this shit goes as well as possible. Tell us what you need. You tell us. Like we tell you what 
they yeah. need you know like yeah. everything they're really dope and willing to work with however you want they give you options about how to work if with only shit. everything was like that. dude right yeah shout out dave oh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great vibe in that place man it yeah. really is i agree before we wrap up we do have to talk about the recap of saturday oh yeah we will for we first i want to get to this uh this day in music real quick which we kind of already did in the beginning of the podcast we read off the ones that it was the uh tribe drop today Low End Theory, and then also um, The Roots, Illadelph Half-Life came out today. Yep. And there was one more that I had taken down that let me pull up on my phone. And, oh, actually, this is there was a reason I wanted to read this one. So I was just going to stick with the two hip-hop albums. But in 2003, Dave Matthews Band um, is when they recorded their Live in Central Park album, hmm. which was like 100,000 people there. Man, And I'm a, a humongous fan. Like, that's... Dang. The era of Dave Matthews Band that I really enjoyed the most. I haven't really been a humongous fan of like their last couple albums, but I that album specifically holds a place for me because um, my best friend, one of my best friends, Brad Marsh, who passed away, uh, used to play that like religiously in his dorm room at Western. Like if I went on, it was either a three eleven day or Dave Matthews Live at Central Park. So every time I hear that, see that, or think about it, I think it makes me think of Brad. So that makes me happy. So. Word. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to Dave Matthews Band. That album is the shit. We do have a couple RIPs too. We gotta get into really quick. Yeah, who? who what do you got on? Uh, here? So we have Michael J or J Michael Mendel, who was a pro- uh, producer of Rick and Morty and oh, yeah. The Simpsons, saw, passed away actually yesterday. Yeah, I saw Damn. that. Damn. Shout out. And then another one was a uh, horror legend Sid Haig, who yeah. you're familiar with him from uh, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. Yes. And pretty much all the Rob all the Rob Zombie, zombie movies. Yeah, pretty much. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who? Uh, what was it? Captain? Uh, oh, fuck. What's his? What was his name? I don't watch any horror movies, dude. I watch. <laughs> oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm not sure. And then also Shit. on a happier note, happy birthday to not only Bruce Springsteen, but Linda McCartney's birthday. It's also oh, a, Yesterday was uh, John Coltrane's birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was it really? Shout, yep. out. Shout out John JC. Coltrane. JC, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then just a quick <laughs> side note. I, I know I'm late to the party, but I just finally Captain started. Captain Spaulding. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah. It was going to bug the shit out of me <laughs> yeah. if I didn't say that. I know All I'm right. late to the party, but <laughs> I just started watching The Shy finally, and that show is fucking incredible. The Shy. The Shy. It's I, so don't know. It's I don't know about it. It's so, so good. Uh... Uh, Lena Waithe, um, who was part one of the writers for Masters and None with Aziz Ansari, That's she was on show. the show yeah. too. She's the like the lesbian black woman with the with the big dreads, kind of yeah. tomboyish. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's one of the main writers on this, and Common is one of the like the main producers on it. And it's just kind of a basically about it follows these two murders of these two young kids on the south side of Chicago, and kind of trying to figure out what happened to these two, and they're kind of like intertwined with each other. So each one of their families is kind of trying to figure it out, and they're kind of like all their stories are kind of starting to come together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just really well written, and the acting is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like these young kids on there, that like it always blows my mind when you see like a kid that's like fifteen years old, like just killing it right. <laughs> in an acting role. Like, like the kid so from good. um, like in the Wu Tang thing, the kid yeah. he was in, he was in Moonlight too. That one yeah. of the kids from the kid that plays the youngest version of that dude in Moonlight is in this. In the youngest one, the, the kid was the kid the from Moonlight. Is in the Wu Tang, the teenager one is Ariza. Yeah, but in the, Moonlight, it, oh. the teenage, the little, no, it was little. I forgot, I forgot the older one, but like the middle kid, he was, uh, he's, he's, 
Rizza. Yeah, so the teenage oh, okay, version okay, okay, of okay, him yeah, was yeah, Rizza. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, youngest yeah. version of him is the one that plays the main character in this, the Shy Show. He's yeah. like one of the main little kids in it. Side note, shout out that movie. That's that's a cinematic masterpiece. Which one? Oh, Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, straight Moonlight up. Is so good. Wow. I saw. Amazing. I, yeah. Me and my dad had to go to Ann Arbor to see it because it was one of those ones I only really played like in a couple theaters at the time that it mm. came out. And I was got to watch the nine millimeter fucking. I was listening to uh, was a Tasteless Gentleman podcast, and you were talking about like the Oscar mo- Oscar worthy movies they're actually the few Oscar worthy movies that should have won or that actually glad they won mm-hmm. and their pick was uh, Shape of Water mm-hmm. actually that's yeah. great, I would that's say a that's a great, great pick. movie that's just crazy that's my number one movie. pick in 10 years is probably Birdman though Okay, Birdman was, Birdman was amazing. I'll, I'll give you a virtual okay. high five on that shit. A real high five. <laughs> I love Bird, I love the cinematography of that movie. Man. Was Birdman all in one take? Yeah, no, it, it, it was shot, but they shot they like edited, it was on one take. They edited it. They edited it to me. One. That's take. why I said the cinematography yeah. of that yeah, was yeah, on yeah, point. That's, that's, that's why I love Birdman. Man, and like just the implications psychologically, socially, politically of that movie. It's. Yeah, it's, yeah very, it's very it's very deep and then as far as taking it back to Moonlight real quick that was when it really like solidified how much I love Mahershala Ali as an actor like, he's so fucking good man like, mm-hmm. I had already seen him on, I loved him on House of Cards and shit but like that movie he's gonna Blue kill Cage. everything I can't wait to like see all the movies he's gonna do he's over Blade here. now is he Blade now yeah he's Blade I didn't new even Blade. know that yeah, he, yeah cool. he's the new Blade oh speaking of you know speaking of superheroes uh, you know how Robert Pattinson's playing Batman yeah uh, which I'm I'm okay with actually. I'm kind of actually like a solid actor. Jonah Hill is set to uh, play an undisclosed villain in that movie. Which it's is either going to be Penguin or Riddler. It's going to be Penguin. It's be Penguin. Undisclosed villain. I don't know. Jonah Hill fluctuates. It could be Riddler. Jonah Hill fluctuates and wait too much, so it could be either one. To be honest no, with you. I mean okay, okay. He's he fluctuates and wait. wait. Type. He could be. I'm asking. He's gone from a chunk, chunky dude to a skinny dude, but has he gone back to a chunky dude? I, nobody knows. He's yeah, he's done it like four, like four times. times. I feel like now. <laughs> Damn. And but honestly, he could his personality. He I'm could baffled. really do either one. I'm baffled. <laughs> <laughs> he could yeah. really do either one. He really I, could. Yeah. Although I don't think they've done penguin since like the 90s. So. Right. Right. Well, well they're have it done perfect, since that's the That's a perfect time, though. You know, yeah. like to bring it back. To bring it back. Yeah. You know? Either one. I mean, last other with Jim Carrey. All the, all the dudes who knew Penguin or the Riddler are yeah. now have kids. I mean, you had like the Gotham show. version of Penguin, but right. It's yeah, not. It's not. Not as the dope. same. It's not as dope. And then, real quick before we go, we just want to uh, shout out all the guys and everyone that was involved in the Grove Equinox party on Saturday. Shout out Grove! It was amazing. Shout we out had... to Rick and Eric, and then still in denial, we interviewed those guys. Shout out to and Rod uh, Wallace mayor. and Nitro. All them dudes were there. Yeah. It was shout awesome. Shout out we Nitro. Um, e Man and I got to mayor, er, uh, interview the mayor of Ipsy, which was awesome. Uh, Steve Summers. I'm just naming off people that. Were and what was the band that we in- interviewed as well? Still in denial. Still in denial. Sorry on that okay. one. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a really awesome event. It turned out well. Uh, we got to interview the mayor. I got to play a set. Then we interviewed another person. Then we interviewed Student of Nile right after. Talked about our podcast. Rod Wallace almost made me cry because he talk- said so many nice things. It was pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Rod's the best, man. I love Rod. He's a great dude. But um, anyways, guys, I appreciate you guys coming. That was another awesome episode. And then to close out the show tonight, because I'm in love with her music right now. Play it. it- is Stay High by Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard, bro. Good night, everybody. Peace.